today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Let's talk about what's happening in Ottawa today. As we mentioned here on the program earlier, uh, the Trudeau government has uh, gone through a major shuffle, really. Uh, we're told, essentially, it was because of uh, the retirement, uh, in the next election, that is, of one cabinet minister. Now, Deed Beans apparently has decided not to run again. But uh, the cynic in me says, well, there's got to be more to that uh, for all the moves that they did make today. Joining us to go over the whole situation for us is uh, Rachel Gilmore. Rachel, of course, is a global news journalist uh, covering the cabinet shuffle today. Rachel, ha- great to have you back in the program hope you're doing well these days yeah thanks for having me bill hope you're doing did, well as well <laughs> oh yeah yeah this did the cabinet shuffle come as a surprise to you uh i would say a little bit yeah i um there is often a little bit of that tweaking to the cabinet that happens before an election which is the big thing that got everyone yeah. kind of conspiratorially minded thinking maybe there's an election coming but, um, you know, it, it definitely did uh, come as a surprise to me. I uh, can't say I'm hugely surprised that Navdeep Baines is stepping down after the long career that he's had, although he has been a really prominent liberal in the GTA. Um, he's really been a strong organizer for them. So I'm sure that if they do head into an election, they'll be sad to see him go. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it's not something that I saw coming, per se. <laughs> well, and yeah, I'm surprised about Baines as well, because, like you say, he's been high profile. Uh, because he's the Minister of Innovation, Science, and Industry. He's been handing out a lot of checks lately uh, to, to the southern Ontario area for, for some of the innovation and some of the projects that are going on. So he's uh, uh, considering some of the grief some of his other ministers have gone through. Mr. Minister Baines has actually uh, held in pretty high regard, I guess, for that matter and for that commitment. But as you say, I guess, you know, for some people, politics isn't life. But usually in a situation like this, Rachel, uh, okay, now you're going to drop out. They might appoint somebody else. They might just say, well, right out the tide and, you know, we'll figure somebody else out for the next one but as soon as he starts talking about this kind of a change and there are a number of changes that he's made here it gets the tongues wagging doesn't it that aha aha this you know there's going to be an election this year we know that uh is he going to pull the plug sooner than later well, I would say the big question on a lot of people's minds today was, you know, what triggered this decision from Navdeep Baines now? Now, he said, uh, Minister Baines, or I guess former minister, <laughs> said yeah. that he um, had a conversation with his kids over Christmas. And, you know, his eldest daughter, who's in grade eight, pointed out that if he does run again, uh, by the time, you know, assuming they get a majority, um, you know, or there is some form of a majority and someone served in government for four years, um, that by the time he's done, she'll be off to university. So that's what he said kind of triggered the decision. It was sort of holiday conversations. But the one thing everyone was wondering is, did Justin Trudeau reach out to MPs and ask them if they're planning to run, should there be an election soon, which would then trigger all of these kind of little shifts? Um, so that's a, that was a big question in the press conference today. All the ministers were being asked as they were playing some expert dodgeball. You know, they were just uh, refusing to answer that one. So we don't have tons of, uh, you know, we didn't have any hints beyond just the shuffle itself. But I would say that, you know, generally these kinds of the timing of these sorts of things can be a clue. You can't always read too much into it, but I, I think we might see some movement towards an election soon. Well, and we should mention also that there were a number of moves here that we're going to talk about.
But the key players, the uh, uh, the front row, I guess, of, of uh, the cabinet, uh, pretty much uh, staying the same. Christia Freeland, who's basically the de- well, she is the deputy prime minister and foreign affairs minister, and just as with everything else, uh, she stays in her portfolio. Uh, but you always look for winners and losers here, and, and uh, Francois Philippe Champagne is uh, probably going to replace uh, Navdi Baines, they said, uh, in foreign affairs. But uh, that that's that's a domino effect, though, doesn't it, Rachel? It does. And so that's sort of what happened today is all of the changes were related to this initial um, decision to retire. So Navdeep Baines is stepping down. Francois-Philippe Champagne is going from global affairs to innovation to kind of take the reins there. And then uh, Marc Garneau uh, is moving from transport to global affairs, which then leaves transport empty. So uh, Omar Al-Gabra, who was a parliamentary secretary, um, is kind of getting a little promotion, which he's probably quite excited about, (laughs) into cabinet. Uh, We'll see how long it lasts, because if there's an election, you know, (laughs) he may not be in, uh, it might only be a couple months uh, for him to be in cabinet. But um, yeah, I think, so that's a big promotion for him moving into transport. And, uh, but all of the changes were tied into this, um, this retirement. There was no other big change aside from uh, Jim Carr, actually. He stepped aside for some cancer treatment, but he's doing better and now he's back in cabinet. So that was another, uh, I think a lot of people were happy to see that today. He's a really, he's a kind person. And I think, uh, you know, health is such a, an important thing. So I think a lot of people were happy to see that he's doing better today. What about the implications of this? Now, as we said, I, I'm trying to connect the dots here, Rachel, as you always do, of course, when you're reporting on these things. Uh, and we've got this cabinet shuffle today, which, as you mentioned, did catch a few people off guard. But you you partner that with the story that was uh, that Global News carried over the weekend that uh, the prime minister was talking to the, the the Liberal Party brass and essentially telling them that yeah, there's going to be an election this year, probably in the spring. Uh, now, define spring. Does that mean March? Does that mean uh, six weeks from now? I mean, we know there's going to be a budget in about another month and a half or so i guess like five weeks i think from now uh it's not uncommon for a prime minister who's feeling pretty good about the numbers uh, to pull the plug right after that budget and say that's our, our platform are, are we expecting something sooner than later now I think that there are a lot of indicators that we could be seeing something soon. I mean, uh, one of the main things that you can watch is the polls. There's yeah. no point in the Liberals. They have a really strong uh, minority in the sense that the NDP is really supporting them. It's pretty easy for them to still get stuff done in this minority government. So the only reason they really want to pull the trigger to have an election is if they think they can pull out a majority here. Um, with the vaccines rolling out and seeing all of that reopening and all of that movement, you can imagine that that would seem like some pretty politically convenient timing where the Liberals will be having a lot of sort of wins in the coming months. I mean, I think one of the biggest things for people is they want to get back to normal. They want to be able to hug their loved ones. And, you know, the vaccine rollout is really going to scale up in April. Um, So maybe people are expecting that as that happens, we're going to head to an election because that's going to bring a lot of goodwill towards the Liberals. And, uh, you know, we've also seen some recent polling that indicates that they're headed for majority territory at this juncture. They weren't even as recently as a month ago. Um, but very recent polls show that they might be able to pull off a majority if an election were held today. Um, now, you can't always uh, totally trust that the polls are going to get it 100 percent right. A lot can change between now and end of the election. But I think that the timing is starting to point in a lot of ways to there being an election sooner rather than later. 
Well, they just got to stay out of trouble. I mean, you know, no more wee scandals or any of that stuff over the next little while because that seems to be the, the way that they shoot themselves in the foot. But you're right. I mean, the numbers are, with COVID uh, are starting to look better. And the, plus the fact that, let's face it, I mean, you know, not so much the NDP because I don't know if they were ever a factor in this uh, from a, a you know, from an electoral standpoint. But Aaron O'Toole and the Conservatives uh, really haven't been able to dig into that. I mean, they got closer a couple of times during some of those scandals and some of the downtimes with the, the COVID crisis. But it looks as if uh, the Liberals seem to have righted the ship again and, and, and seem to be back in favor with at least the majority of Canadians anyway. It does definitely look like the Liberals have managed to sort of uh, rehabilitate their image from the brief, uh, you know, tarnishing that they were taking amid all of those scandals. So they're they're looking a lot more uh, strong in the polls than uh, some brief dips, although they never really fell that far behind. You know, they, yeah. they had a few dips, but they still held pretty strong so you know especially the we scandal uh that didn't hugely impact the liberals uh it, it definitely wasn't a good look they did take uh take some hits um but you know they, they managed to climb back fairly quickly from that one so you know as long as they uh they keep their powder dry and they they manage to uh to uh keep getting these vaccines going keep uh you know start we'll start to see hopefully some reopenings as that happens. Uh, I, I think that they're feeling pretty good about uh, about their chances in the coming months if there were an election held. So, And I'm sure that the Conservatives will be digging like crazy trying to find some more scandals uh, oh, yeah. or missteps that they can use. Oh, yeah. Everybody's under the microscope now, aren't they? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> great reporting on this, Rachel. Always a pleasure to have you on the program. Thanks so much for this today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Bill. Take care. Take care. Rachel Gilmore, of course, uh, global news journalist uh, covering the uh, federal government cabinet shuffle that was announced earlier this morning. And uh, we'll see if it is a, a precursor for an upcoming federal election. More than likely is. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.